across the honest pod with Carrie Garcia and Shara House where our hope is to create a safe space to share stories that foster healing hope and the honesty needed to live free and fully alive and now for this week's episode of the honest pod Well, hello, everyone. We're back with the Honest Pod. Don't turn the channel off. I don't even think it's a channel anymore. That's probably like the radio and really giving essence to my 1980 vibes. But don't turn off the podcast because you only hear one voice and you're not going crazy. Shara is not with us today. It is just me. You just get me. There's no interview today. There's no Shara today. So what on earth will we talk about? Um, I actually have some things to talk about, surprisingly, shockingly. It's kind of funny because DJ Allie Mills, when we were first starting this podcast, she said, you know, you, you're going to have to, you can't just wing it all the time because I've done a lot of research and, you know, you need to plan these things out because as much as you think you have stuff to talk about, you're going to run out of things to say. And so far into season two, I've not run out of things to talk about. <laughs> this is the truth and the reality is that I have a lot to share with you. So I actually thought today would be a good day since Shara is not feeling good. She actually woke, woke up this morning and we were supposed to record our podcast um, and she just was not feeling good. And so, you know, we gave her a break. We want to we want her to be refreshed and feeling good so you can keep her in your prayers. Nothing serious, but she just is not feeling really good today. So I, I thought this would be a good opportunity. Many of you, actually many of you, I've even had some pastors um, request this. But when I'm at Freedom Academy, and even in some of the preaching that I do, um, I do what's called a body scan. And I think one of the things that Shara and I are going to talk about in the next few weeks um, is around this idea around Sabbath and around rest. And we won't get into the, the connotations of Sabbath and what it means today. Um, we'll do that at a later, in a later episode, because um, I really would love to share with you about how beautiful Sabbath is. And really, the idea around Sabbath is really rest. And what does that mean to rest? And did Jesus rest? And so we'll get into that in the in the weeks to come. But in this idea around rest and in this idea of caring for our bodies, one of the things that I do at Freedom Academy is I do what's called a body scan. And, and this body scan, now, now let me just preface this with, I think there's a lot of things in the world that um, have taken something that's good and they've made it to be something, they've, they've partnered it with something that's not good. Um, and so like the idea around meditation, if you will, meditation is actually a biblical concept to meditate on the word, to really take time to um, process and listen to the spirit, to listen to the word of God. But a lot of times we've seen meditation be twisted and used where you need to empty your mind, you need to become one with the universe. You know, some of these some of these things that move us away from God and into our own being, quote unquote, if you will. And that's not what I that I don't believe that. I don't believe that's healthy. I think in some situations that can be dangerous, but I do think that because 
those, um, those connotations are there. It's like the old saying, which I never really understood this saying, don't throw out the, the baby with the bathwater. Have you ever heard that saying, DJ Ali Mills? Yeah. I like, what does that even mean? I actually did research on that and it's from, it's from Renaissance days. We won't get into it, but cause I was like, what does that mean? But the idea being, you know, don't throw out all of it because someone or people have made a portion of it bad that we want to be able to see in scripture um, and, and stick to scripture and understand that there are things that the world will take and do and twist. You know, the world says, you know, you're good. Your body is good. You are good. Um, and I actually go- agree with that. I believe that I am good and my body is good because of the righteousness of Christ and because what he has done. And because of that, I am made new. I am a new creation. I am righteous. The Bible says that you are righteous. You are holy. You are a holy nation. First Peter chapter two, uh, a people who belong to God that we need to start stepping into the goodness of who we are and who we were created to be. Now that happens because of the death, burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And because I've accepted him as my savior, I am now born Again, I am a new creation. So therefore, yes, I struggle with the flesh. Yes, I struggle with sin, of course. But God is in the process of sanctifying this now good body. And that is something that I want to encourage us all. When the world says that you are good, their essence and what they are saying is you are good on your own. You're good as you are. You're good on your own. You know, it is within your own power to achieve greatness and goodness. And I actually disagree with that. I think it is by the power of Christ that we are made good, which actually elevates us into a more higher um, place of power. Um, not power to lord over, but power in the ability to become more like Christ while we're here on earth. So I hope that distinction is made clear when I say our bodies are good. We're actually going to have in a few in a few weeks, maybe a month from now, we're going to have a dear friend of mine. Um, her name is Jess Conley. Well, when I say dear friend, I actually really love her from afar. We've not met in person, but we talk a lot in my DMs. So you know how you have like friendships with people, but you actually have never spoken, but we talk quite a bit in DMs. So now I just adore her. Anyway, she's going to be on the podcast talking about, and she loves Jesus and she loves God's word. And she's going to be talking about her new book, And um, it's all about having a good body and just her process of what that has meant to really enjoy her body. And I'm so excited to start having some of these conversations because I think oftentimes we enter into a space like church or Bible study or just even enter into our day and we're so in our heads and we're so trained to be cognitively head aware of the world around us or even how we approach God or relationships. It's all through this cognitive head space when really our bodies tell us so much of the truth. And and I want to help you integrate what the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5.23, where we are to honor our body our mind, and our spirit. When we look at the idea around soul care, soul care is really making sure that your body, your mind, and your spirit are all equally being cared for. That it's not just your mind that needs to be filled up with the spirit of God and the knowledge of God. That's one part. It's not just um, your spirit, you know, where you are looking to the spirit to fill, to be filled with the spirit. That's one part. But another part is to honor and care for and listen to your body. 
because your body actually tells the truth. Have you ever like been in a situation where you walked into maybe a room and you got this sense like something's wrong in this room. Something is off. I feel weird. I feel like there's something in my body that's telling me I shouldn't be here. And then your brain kicks in. And your brain starts to rationalize and it goes, it's not that big of a deal. It's no, you know, you're fine. Um, you're making too, you're making too big of a deal about it. Um, just ignore. And you start to ignore the signals of your body. We could even take this to food. Now I've worked with a lot of people. I used to be a trainer for 10 years and a lot of people that struggle with, you know, their weight and feeling like, man, I, I, I'm unhealthy. I want to get healthy. This isn't about size. I'm talking about health. They want to get healthy. And I say, okay, let me know when your body tells you that you're full. And they will say to me, um, I, I don't know how to listen to that. And so some of the work that I do is trying to get them to listen to their body to listen to that signal that says, I'm politely full. I actually don't need to take any more bites. Now, something happens in our brains when we override. Maybe it's a really good meal and we're like, oh man, I, I just want to eat more. It just tastes so good. Maybe there are times where you are feeling sad and you know you're not hungry, but you want something that makes you feel good in the moment. You see, our bodies give us indicators. They are very good bodies. They were made to give us indicators about what we're needing and what we're feeling and experiencing. They give us trigger signals that say, hey, get out of the room. Um, or it gives us a, a sense that's saying, I need to rest. I need to, to, to calm down. And we can't actually be in the fullness of who God has called us to be if we do not allow ourselves to come into a space, body, mind, and spirit. Now, we know that the heart can be deceitful. We know that the flesh can lust. But we also know that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit indwells within us. And we are when we are seeking true soul care, we are engaging the body, the mind, and the spirit. The Holy Spirit is going to speak through all of those ways. I want to share with you a scripture in Ephesians. Now, Ephesians chapter 5, especially the, the ending portion, is talking a lot about how husbands honor their wives and are treasuring her just like Christ cher cherishes the church. Um, and I love all of this, how it talks about, even in verse 28, we're talking about how the husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. So he's talking to them like, look, as much as you want to treasure your body, this is how I want you to treasure your wife. But then he goes on to say this in verse 29. After all, no one ever hated their own body. So in essence, we are not to hate our own body, but they feed and care for their body, just as Christ does the church, for we are members of his body. God is letting us know, even in this scripture, he's, he's giving the context of husbands and treating their wives 
And this was just such a beautiful, because right before that is talking about how wives submit to their husbands. And, you know, we've seen that taken out of context and like, well, you need to submit to me. I have authority over you. I have rule over you. And that is not what the scripture is saying, that there's an equal submission to each other. And it's about caring for each other's body. It's And it's about going like, even in the second part portion where it's like, man, you're talking to women about submitting their bodies, but but God is talking to men about giving up his own life for his wife. And, and that's how Christ was for the church. And then this last portion where he talks about to give us a frame of reference that no one ever hated their own body, but they they are they feed and they care for the body just as Christ does the church. This is how we are to care for our body. This is how we are supposed to come into this space. So with all of that lead up and all of that, I just want to, you know, I just want to let you know, like I, I have battled for years with caring for my body, of seeing my body in a beautiful way, in the way that God wants me to see my body as good. And I believe the lie that, that, you know, I am a sinner I was a sinner. I am now a saint. I struggle with sin for sure, but that's not who I am. That's not my identity. My identity is sainthood. My identity is righteousness. And I need to start caring for my body and listening to this good body that God has created to help me be fully integrated in hearing from God. And so what I want to do is I want to do a little practice today. Um, so if you're driving, uh, you may not want to do this while you're driving. Um, you may want to pause this and go and listen to this maybe at a different time. Um, but I'm going to walk you through an exercise. I call it a grounding exercise. And often it will help me, as you guys know, that you know I struggle with anxiety and definitely struggle with depression. Um, and thank goodness that it has been far and few between now of my episodes because I've done a lot of work and I have done a lot of soul care and medication has been very helpful. And, um, and yet these are still things, the, these tools that I have to practice so that um, I can stay engaging my soul and staying grounded. So I'm going to ask um, that you uh, find a quiet spot or wherever you're sitting right now. I'll allow you to um, just, you know, pause this. I'll allow you. Uh, you may, uh, you may pause the podcast. <laughs> um, but if you, uh, one thing that I really love to do is I love to go get some of my oils. So depending on what I'm, you know, feeling in that moment, I have an oil called grounded. I have an oil called balance. Again, let me just reiterate. I don't believe there's any magic um, potion in oils. I do believe in a somatic response. So it's like when you go into your grandma's house and um, you, she's always baking chocolate chip cookies. And then the next time you go into someone's house that's baking chocolate chip cookies, all of a sudden you remember grandma's house. We are a sensing people. It's why God gave us senses, body, mind, spirit, and six senses. He wants us to engage the world, be a part of it, um, smell it, taste it. I mean, when was the last time you smelled God? <laughs> when was the last time you tasted God? What does the Bible say in Psalms? Taste and see that I am good. He wants you to engage your senses. When we get this oil, or maybe you get some sage, or maybe you get a candle, something that you would use that is going to help let your brain know, oh, we are about 
to go into some holy work. We are about to engage our body. We are about to be grounded. So I have you know a plethora of oils that I use. So go ahead and go get your oil or maybe a candle or sage. Or if you have nothing, that's okay. Maybe next time when you do this practice, you'll be able to do that. But I'll go ahead and take my oil and then put it in my hands. And I'm just going to rub it between my hands and the palms of my hands. And I'll just emulsify it so those oil senses really come out. Or I'm going to light my sage and just go ahead and allow that kind of smoke and the smell of that beautiful sagey smell. I just, I love the smell of sage. Um, And it's just such a, it's such a calming smell. Um, And there's just something so beautiful too about that smoke that kind of rises up. It it gives a sense of calm. Um, So as you're sensing that, Um, or smelling that, go ahead and put both of your feet on the ground. And you're just going to take a couple of deep deep breaths. So as you're sitting there, I want you to just have both of those feet on the ground so that you can feel both corners of your feet. Uh, And I want you to close your eyes and take that oil and, and, or, or the, the scent of the sage or the, or the candle. And I just want you to take in some breaths. So if you have oil, you can take it up to your hands or your hands up to your face. And you can just go ahead and take a deep breath in through your nose. As you take that deep breath in, I want you to try you could, to fill your belly with air. So you could even put your hand on your belly and the other hand can be breathing in the oils. And you're just going to go ahead with your eyes closed. I want you to take that breath in through your nose and fill that belly with air. Watch as your hand rises. I want you to be mindful right now of not breathing through your chest. So your chest shouldn't be moving up and down. I want you to relax your shoulders away from your ears and trying to take in that breath all into your belly. So in through your nose, filling that belly with air and then exhaling out of your mouth, drawing that belly button towards your spine. We're just going to do that a few times. Just breathing in through your nose. Filling that belly with air and exhaling out, drawing that belly button towards your spine. You're just going to do that one or two more times. As you're taking some of these breaths, I want you to feel where there may be tension in your body. Where are you carrying your stress? Are you carrying it in your chest? or your back. Maybe your lower back is feeling it. Maybe oddly you feel it in your calves or your feet. Just try to be mindful. And wherever that tension is, I want you to try to breathe into that part of your body. Just kind of think in your mind, where is the tension? And allow the breath just to go into that space. Oftentimes I feel tension in my feet and my ankles. Um, And so I'm just going to think about breathing all the way through my body. So just about one more breath. And we're just going to do a body scan to awaken our body. And then we're going to do a welcoming exercise into what you might be feeling in this moment. So with your eyes closed and your hands on the top of your thighs, palms are going to be up. Now you can do this again. You can do this standing. You can do this laying down. You can do this sitting. Um, But just be mindful when you're sitting of your posture. Go ahead and have your spine nice and tall, your shoulders away from your ears. And we're going to go ahead and just scan our bodies. We're going to start with our feet. These feet. 
as you feel them wiggle the toes. These feet that have walked through so much life. If you think about, and maybe can't remember, but these feet that have walked over the first few steps over carpet or tile, feeling the carpet underneath your feet, feeling the cold tile as a little one walking. These feet that have walked through so many stories, so many cities, so many places. They're such good, strong feet. And we move to these legs. These legs that are so, so mighty. They carry the weight of our entire body. They take step after step. And even when life has caused blow after blow and it has dropped you to your knees, somehow these legs get back up and keep walking again. They've walked through pain and through joy. They've walked in hospitals and churches and graveyards and parties. Such good legs, such good, strong legs. Thank you, God, for these legs. We move to our waist and our backside, this place where it's almost like the epicenter between our upper body and our lower body. This is where all movement kind of drives from, and, and yet our, our, our bones, our, our, our hip bones hold the weight They hold the movement. In fact, for many of us, they have held more than just the weight. They have held a child. For some of us, we have a war with these hips, the size of them, the look of them. And yet these hips create the space for our lower body and our upper body to move and bend. It's such good hips. And we move to our stomach and the stomach where many of us have a war with the stomach. We have held the pain of stomach aches and the frustration of aesthetically what the stomach might look like. For many of us, the stomach has bared life. And for some of us, the stomach has bared an empty womb. We've had such a war with the stomach. And yet, The stomach processes all that we eat, all that we digest. In fact, it carries so much of the neurons and the feelings and the emotions of the brain. The stomach. Such a good, good stomach. We move to our back, where our spine is is such an example of what life looks like. These strong bones and these soft discs. These bones that keep us strong and upright, and yet these discs that allow us to move and bend. The spine that allows us to curl up and cry when needed, to to come around someone and embrace them with a hug. Also the spine that helps us to stand upright again and keep going. Such a good, strong back. We move to these arms and these hands, these arms and these hands that have held so much goodness, 
these hands that have wiped away tears and hands that have come close with hugs and strength. Hands that have carried little hands within them. And also these little hands that have been held by bigger hands. We also know that these hands have bared harm. They have caused harm and they have experienced harm. And yet in all of this, there is a tenderness around our hands. Such good hands. Thank you, God, for these hands. We move to our chest. We think about the creation of this chest where there is such a thin layer of skin and such little bones that protect some of our most vital organs, our heart that beats and our lungs that breathe. It is underneath such a thin veil that our chest, our soft chest, beats and tells us what makes us come alive, what brings fear. This chest is such a good, soft chest. And we move to the place of our face, this face that we have such a war with. When we look in the mirror from the time we were early, young, we started to see and were told the flaws. And yet this face is the very face that uniquely beholds the glory of God. That somewhere in this face, we are a representation of the image of God, our uniqueness. These eyes that have never changed in size from the day we were born, these eyes have seen so much. Such good eyes. And our ears that have heard words of discrediting and harm, and yet they also get to hear words of life and love from not only people on this earth, but from a heavenly father that speaks his love to us. And this mouth that can speak life and goodness and yet is so prompted often to speak words of harm because our hearts are so hurting. And yet it is this mouth that God wants to speak his goodness into the earth, to taste and to see that he is good, to smell of the beauty of what God has created. This is such a good face. As we sit here and allow our bodies to just be present in this moment, I want you to think right now, what, is, what has been going on inside of you in your mind? What have you been thinking about lately? What is something that has been weighing down on you? Something that has just been a source of either anxiousness or heartache, something that you have had to bear that feels heavy. I want you to think of that right now. and Whatever that may be, I want you to attach an emotion to that. What are you feeling right now when you think of that? That moment or that time or something that you've been carrying, what are you feeling? And I want you to take your palms and I want you to bring your hands up and your palms. Um, so your palms will be upward and your pinkies will be touching each other. 
It's almost like it's a serving plate. With both your feet on the ground, your shoulders away from your ears, just knowing that your whole body, mind and spirit are all present. We're asking God to reveal to us the thoughts that are kind of, or a thought that's just kind of been wailing around in our head, circling around in our head. We're going to attach an emotion to that. And as you attach that emotion, I want you to almost, um, in your mind, see it being written out on your hand. See each letter being written out, almost like it's 3D and standing up. And this word feels very real. And I don't want you to edit yourself. We come to God honestly. What is your body saying? What is your mind saying? What is your spirit saying? What are you feeling in this moment? That's attached to either how you feel right now or a weight that you've been carrying. And you can do this exercise when you're feeling good and you can offer a word of encouragement. But for now, I want you to attach whatever word you're experiencing to that place that you've been thinking about. And now as you're holding that, I want you to imagine how heavy does that word feel? Does it feel really heavy like a boulder? Does it feel heavy but manageable? Does it feel like you're able to acknowledge it, but it, it doesn't feel that heavy, but you know it's there? In this moment, I want you just to allow yourself to acknowledge this is what you've been feeling. This is what you've been carrying. And we're going to welcome that emotion because that emotion has something to say. What is that word trying to tell you? What is it attached to? How long have you felt this word? Can you remember the first time you felt it? How far back does it go? It's in this moment that we just want to invite God in. Whatever your word is, whatever you're experiencing right now, you're allowed to name it. But it's not for you to have to carry alone. Your body has been telling you that you're experiencing this, that you're feeling this. And for whatever reason, maybe you have ignored it or you have felt shame around naming it or maybe you've just kept too busy to even let yourself feel. But God is not distant from your heart. He's not distant from your body. He's not distant from your mind. In fact, he's not asking you to just let it go and forget about it. In fact, he's asking to be invited into it. And so right now, as your hands are kind of up with that platter and, and the word is being held and you know how heavy it feels and you can feel it rooted in all kinds of places, or maybe you just feel it true to this moment, in your mind, I just want you to invite God, or you can even say this out loud if you're in a private place, God, would you come into this word? And I want you to imagine God coming close. Jesus coming close. Maybe his big hands are coming underneath your hands and he's helping you carry the weight. 
He's standing right in front of you and you feel a sense of his presence, his eyes locking with yours. His face is kind. And he wants you to know that this is not for you to have to carry alone. And maybe it's not time for him to take it yet because he needs to do some work around this word. Because he wants you truly free. Maybe this word needs some care because grief needs tenderness and comfort. So he's not asking you to let it go. He's just be wanting to be invited in to offer comfort where you are mourning. Maybe you get a sense that you just need to crawl up on his lap, rest your head on his shoulders, and just let him with his big hands, coax your hair, wipe your tears. Maybe it's hard to see Jesus close because the shame has kept you so far. Maybe you see Jesus at a distance. And I just want to let you know that that's okay too. That he's there. And you might be here. And you just keep inviting him to come a little bit closer. Because he knows all that you have walked through. And he knows the world has made it hard for you to trust. And it's okay. Wherever you find yourself, Jesus is present. His goodness wants to come close. His comfort and his care wants to tend to the places of your heart that feel fragile. So in this moment, wherever you are, if you need to pause this podcast and just take some more time to journal or pray or acknowledge even further with God, your frustration and your anger and your hurt, feel free to pause and just talk to God. Just talk to Jesus. Don't edit. Don't make it sound professional. Just bring your whole honest self, bring your whole body before the Lord. Because God says, as we feed and care, so does Christ want to feed and care for you too. This is his heart for you. And the lies that you have been bombarded with, that Jesus wants wants you to perform or wants you to be perfect or doesn't want to hear about the, the small places that feel fragile is a lie. He adores you. In fact, I think that you're his favorite. So in these last few minutes, as we just take in this word, as we just take in God's presence, as we just take in the truth of how we're being met, maybe God is asking, let me take this. And maybe he's saying, we can stay here a while. Whatever you're sensing in your body, whether you need to release it or you need to allow him to just tend to it more, 
it's okay. So we're just going to take a couple more breaths with that oil or that sage or that candle or just wherever you are. Just going to take a breath in. As you're breathing in, I'm just going to say a prayer over you and just keep breathing. Breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. Lord Jesus, wherever we are found today, you meet us. That when we are mourning, you will comfort us. That when we are in the lowest places in our life, the Bible says that you are with us. When we are on the mountaintops and victorious, may we not forget that we are there because of you. For you are with us. You have been with us all along. And when the blows of life have come, when our knees buckle and our hearts sink and our backs crumble, you are there to lift up our chin, to carry us, to comfort us, to restore us. This is what is offered in your presence. Help us, Lord, to stay in dependence on you. We want to thank you, God, for this good body, a body that's been telling the truth, the truth of the harm we've experienced and the truth of the glory we behold. So thank you, God. Thank you for this time. And help us, Lord, to not deny these moments with you where our bodies can be tended to and cared for. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. This is a good exercise for you to engage um, at any time. Now, that took us a long time because I took you through a whole gamut. Um, but you can do this at any time you're feeling anxious, and you can do it really quickly. You can be at work and you might get activated or feeling some type of way. You can go into the stall in the bathroom and just close your eyes and in your mind, just start feeling your feet. Feel your feet, feel your legs, feel your hips, your back, your chest, your hands. Just allow those breaths to come in and just remind yourself that the presence of God is with you and you can invite him into what you're feeling. You can do that within minutes. Um, it really does help when you are feeling out of your body to get, you know, which is a lot of what people experience in anxiousness or when they're experiencing true anxiety and even depression. Depression is kind of like a break from your body, um, like where you kind of become out of your body. And then anxiousness is where you feel very heightened in your body. Um, and that's generally speaking, that's not always true. But um, either way, they're both requiring us to come back to our bodies. Um, and so hopefully this exercise will help you, um, know this, that you can always speak scripture over you when you're doing this breath. One of my favorite scriptures is to be still and know that I am God. When I am feeling anxious, I will do that exercise by going, I will say, be still and know that I am God. And then I will take a breath. And then I, I literally break it down into be still and know that I am. And then I take a breath. Be still and know that I, and then I take a breath, be still and know that, be still and know, 
be still, and then just be. And I do that as a repetition of breath through that scripture, and it actually really helps calm my heart down. And that you can do really fast um, anywhere. Got kids, go into the bathroom, be still and know that I am God and walk yourself through that. I hope that this was helpful for you. You can always listen to this at any time. As always, we would love for you to subscribe and follow and all the things um, and share. Honestly, when you guys share our podcast, it means so much to Shara and I. I love all of your DMs. Thank you so much. I read every single one of them and mostly screenshot them and send them to Shara because she's not on social media. Um, because I love letting her hear about um, all of you guys too. So please feel free to share this. Please feel free to uh, subscribe. It means so much to us. Leave a review. That super helps us um, kind of move in the podcast realm. And if you want some more resources about even just this little exercise, this is one of the things we do at Freedom Academy because Freedom Academy is really feeding the whole person. Um, It is 50% personal development and 50% leadership development. Um, But we really help you get integrated with what's going on in your body, your mind, and your spirit because it's going to be really hard for you to engage other people if you don't know how to engage yourself. So we love doing that training. We would love to have you there. It's three days. It's in person. Um, It's a small, intimate setting. uh, And it's just one of my favorite things I get to do. So I hope to see you guys around at Freedom Academy or on tour or on this podcast. But just remember, your body is good and it's telling you the truth. And if you need to get away with it, so did Jesus. So in good company. May God bless you and keep you and may his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And we will see you next week. We are so thankful for the talented Tanya Godsey offering her amazing music with us. You can find Tanya on Spotify and other streaming platforms. And hey, we would love to answer any questions you may have for us right here on the show. So you can send us those questions to hello at thehonestpodcast.com. And as always, thank you for letting us share about the not so easy stories that make us and entering into the honesty and courage it takes to love who you were created to be. So until the next time, friends, may God's love and kindness be an offering to your heart, both now and always.